Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Monday, April 24, 2023. As you know, uh, we always jump right into this. We don't have a lot of preliminaries, but there's a few things I want you to know. A quick announcement on that. Uh, As you've heard, we're we're going to be in Israel now. Uh, My wife and I leave tomorrow morning. Um, so we're heading out. Other people will take, will leave different times. Some are going from the East coast, some are from the West coast. Uh, a bunch of our staff are going, but the show continues. My brother, uh, and another who does American warriors and another one who does Eric, who's Eric, his name is Eric. And, uh, he, he's working on our websites. They have been trained to keep this going. Kelsey will be here to do the shows. We have just as good of, um, uh, guest. As, as a matter of fact, Kelsey's doing Kim Robinson that you'll see tomorrow. She's, I love her stuff. She's, to me, she's just as good as Kat, except, you know, their personalities, temperaments are completely different from one another, but their revelation about heaven and the father um, is just so unique, each of them. So, so starting uh, tomorrow, Kelsey will be with She's been on maternity leave, and this is her first uh, inaugural time back. So welcome her with um, uh, It will be a full two weeks because by the time we go and do the, the tour and then come back, two weeks have gone by. So Kelsey will be with you uh, for the next two weeks. We may be able to check in uh, and send a quick um, greeting or two. We just don't quite know how it's all going to go. But if there's a way for us to do that, we will check in with you. Um, so let's see, what else do I want to tell you? Um, uh, I said the Israel thing, there is a link I want you all to, to have. We told you we were going to get you that link to the hat. In fact, Warren, show the, the, the graphic of that. Um, I think it says triumph or yeah, it says Trump or triumph. I can't, uh, I think it's triumph. Uh, but we had told you we're going to get that to you. Now that's a long link. So Kind of, kind of too hard to copy that all down. So we're going to keep putting it in the chat throughout the program. And below the screen on Rumble, we'll also, where there's a description of the program, we're going to put it there. Those will be clickable, um, whether it's in the chat or below. So you'll be able to click on it and order the hats. We wanted to honor our commitment to you to get those to you. So it's not, we're not doing it. We found someone who will do it. Um, I don't even know the prices or anything, but, um, but, uh, you're going to enjoy that. You know, we really enjoy that. Let's see if there's anything else. I think those are the things uh, other than I want to run a quick spot to remind you of the wells that you all are digging. Uh, again, one every three days, a new well where people get saved at each of these dedications. People come to the dedications. Their lives are changed because of fresh water uh, where they don't have to walk sometimes miles in either direction, in both directions just to get you know, a small container, they call them jury cans. Uh, so we call them wells, they call them boreholes is one of the names uh, that they go and they're hand pumps so that they'll last for a long time. And we, we pick locations where they can be uh, maintained and taken care of. So uh, without further delay, let's run one of those spots for here to go. And my gratitude, all of our gratitude uh, to uh, Caitlin Sally. Um, she's the daughter of Mike and Lori Sally, who get who work both full time for 
uh, show mercy. Uh, and then that, that village is called Field of Dreams. They get the wells done for us. And they also work full time for us to both to do the wells. And there's a bunch of projects in the U.S. We're finally working on a video so you can see those. So you know that the, the only thing we do is not wells, but uh, a massive amount of the spillover from what you send to us to keep this going, this prophetic ministry going, uh, goes to to um, help those who are way less fortunate than you or I, both overseas and and sometimes right next door. There's there's some local communities even in Mississippi that we're helping, and uh, there was the tornadoes that we helped. We gave away at Christmas time. We gave away in cash twenty thousand dollars. I had Mike and Lori Walker, and I said, "Go give away." money where it's needed just give it away to people that really need it and um, so we did that and at christmas time we never had a chance to report that to you but uh, um, all of these gifts that are from you result in praises to god and when god is praised he loves that i mean he moves he moves on our behalf when we do things that cause praise to his name so anyway so i just wanted to thank you for that thanks for giving uh, I just can't say thank you enough. So, all right, it's time to bring in Johnny Enlow Unfiltered, and we're going to have Andrew Whalen uh, as well. So, here's Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. 1349 hours declaring a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children well good morning johnny now we didn't we're, we're doing this a third time in a row we hadn't um, necessarily planned to do this many with andrew whalen but we're being super blessed so why don't you introduce what you're going to do and, and and at that point you can bring in andrew yeah well and so we we didn't have andrew last um Last Monday, right? Did we have one uh, without him? And was yeah. that great? Okay. Yeah, I, did, I did the Revelation 4 and 5. Um, That's right. Last, last week. But um, there was, uh, yeah, there's so many coming together. Anyway, no, this is this is related to all of that. First of all, just to, yeah, the, the hot news, Tucker Carlson got fired by Fox News. And um, it really ties in with the theme that we have today. Um, part of the obvious things is desperation by the enemy. Yeah. But we're going to continue to hit upon this thing is the narrative. And the narrative is the storyline. And, and again, I have said this over and over back to the stories, whether it's David and Goliath, there's a guy who didn't buy into the normal narrative. And that was David. And he came in and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And so he was strengthened in a unique way because he understood God's narrative. And this is, this is the battle. It's not just a, a unique, um, modernistic concept of the narrative the storyline if you don't know the storyline if you don't even if you don't know what's legally true in the spirit then you won't know how to contend you won't feel the fire of god rise up in you at the right right time so we're seeing a manifestation of this just even in the natural with you know tucker, tucker carlson has just been too much of a truth teller Jeez. He, he uh, he's been amazing he's been like a What's the word? The word I'm looking for is he's been like a herald, uh, you know, yeah. showing the way, you know, a voice crying in the wilderness, metaphorically, if you will. So, well, the revolutionary season that we're in, he, you know, probably will be mentioned in the future for his heroic takedowns, because there's something about um, the way he presents it, both his credibility, the thoroughness of his reporting 
that exposes and takes down a distorted lying uh, narrative. It's a, in a David way, because David yeah. is the one that presented these things about Goliath and got people thinking in a different a different way. So we're we're going after this idea of the narrative. And, and last week we um, and what I considered, I, as soon as I left the program, I went to Elizabeth and I said, I just gave the most important message I have ever given. And if you haven't heard it, it's out of Revelation 4 and 5. And, and it's still there. You can go back and see it. It's there. You need to see it. And so it's it's the narrative from heaven's standpoint. It's from the higher place, the 30,000 foot, really more than that, if we think of from heaven's perspective. And it takes us to the end game. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. John already saw it. So we're playing a role in a in something that's already been seen, this thing of the kingdoms of this world don't become the kingdoms of our God. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. This has been guaranteed, sanctioned by the blood of Jesus on the cross. This is the honor that he has gained. He was the one actually told in Psalms to ask of me and I'll give you the nations for an inheritance, the father to the son. He's been granted it. The only question here is what group of humans or get to get the privilege of participating with that. That's the only the only thing. That's why if you're part of the people who do the right responses, if my people, which are humble by my, uh, my people call by my name, humbled and yeah. pray, then you begin to participate with things that have been blessed. So anyway, this um, this macro meta narrative, the big picture, the storytelling, and we had you know um, just amazing. I couldn't even get. I couldn't even read a tenth of uh, of the responses, the comments. They're wow. they're great. Wow! And, and even on that, before I, I move forward, Steve, you know about this is yeah. Could feel immediately. Um, that's part of what I knew was most important because I was like, the enemy really did not like that. The enemy is just like the enemy in in the world we know about as well. Doesn't like truth doesn't like Tucker telling the truth the way he does. And so they finally just had to get rid of him. There was no way to, um, uh, you know, they, they, they were weighing all the consequences of what they do, but they just, there's just too much truth telling going on there. Um, it, you know, by the end of the day, last Monday, I, um, we're texting, I'm texting with Steve. I go, Steve, they're showing no movement from the time the program was over till right. now. Yeah, well, the moment it was over, it was at 51,000, and it stayed at that. Usually by then it's at 75, easy, and then it keeps going, and it's stuck at 51 for, I think it was nearly 24 hours. I don't remember exactly. Well, I, I went back and looked at that, Steve, and so, and, and I could prove that on our phone, but literally at 8.02 p.m., I had this conversation with you by texting, and I was like, rumble, and, he's like, and you said, I can't even get rumble at, at, for one of those times. I said, I can't even get it yeah. to open at all. So I texted back to you and this is ex exactly the, the text rumble cough up the numbers, social media register. What is actually happening? No more suppressing the numbers of those uh, blessed. Actually, that was the second, um, uh, the second, well, this happened twice. It happened anyway. twice. Right after I did that. I mean, I have it. It's literally in the same minute of the first uh, contact. Steve says, they just refreshed. My, my, like, my jaw dropped. You just typed that. And I thought, okay, Johnny's saying, Ron will give it up. <laughs> that thing moved. Oh, 
I know. So the first time I got, I got them in order now. So it was Tuesday at 6.52 p.m. I said, Steve, they have frozen the numbers. And this just might, this was just my, might have been my most important message ever. So I said, Rumble, cough up the real numbers in Jesus' name. And I, I put in parentheses, they went from 51K to 135K um, just with <laughs> with that, you know, uh, decree. And so then next day, I was like, Steve, they've gone all day again. They're not moving anything. We're acknowledging as well. Even Yvonne, her program was not even yeah. acknowledged like anything had happened. And we're like, whether it's a problem internally, a problem of the demonic, whatever it is. I said, OK, I, I, I'm going to throw out the same decree over this again. And um, and then suddenly this big jump. So we still might have may not have all the, uh, the full numbers. I think it's you might important. not be quite as big, but, you know, I don't know if you recorded this part, but I said I finally texted back. I said, did you by any chance blow the show far? <laughs> and you go, no, I just said that I just. And, and, you know, uh, can I just comment here? This is the difference between a prophetically gifted person and, uh, and an apostle, which you walk in that gift. So but anyway, I, I, that I, not to, to make that point is, you and I are personal friends. I've been to your house. You're like anybody else. Uh, you're a normal human being. We ate breakfast together. But I happen to have learned over time that whether you blow the shofar or make a decree, a simple decree, there's an authority that that is resident within your being uh, that is uh, unbelievable. So I'm not just doing this to blow smoke, but I'm just saying this is the difference between someone who walks in the office of an apostle versus, you know, uh, a prophetic person, maybe even a prophet. So I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Well, you know, we'll just let it stand with with what what's there. But the truth is, it was literally in the same minute window, it wasn't a 10 minute window, wasn't a five minute window. If you look at uh, both times, it was instant. It's like 10 seconds later, there was a refreshing of it. I had just looked at it as well. And then, and so again, so people understand this is not about us loving likes. This is a, a war against God's narrative. And so there is a need to make sure that it's being registered the way it is, because kind of the more it's followed, the more it's followed. And so the more and, and I know that that message, it, it's actually so important. I'll say again, if if you are a regular uh, tuner in to Elijah stream or myself or both or whatever, I want to recommend you go back and listen to that program. Because I am going to do the many of you ask, what about follow up? Because um, the revelation is profound and I'm going to do follow up. The Lord's instructed me to do so. I'm actually going to. For the first time, there's a book I wrote on the seven seals, open the seven seals and what it really was, what it really meant in 2012. And I'm going to begin to extract. There's so much that it's going to be um, ultimately multiple weeks. There's like different there, there. There's different truths that are so it's not information, it's revelation. And it's uh, it really lifts us up to a new dimension. It connects us to to, to his storyline and his narrative. And so the purpose of knowing that. My own spirit knew that there was an attempt by the enemy to suppress a message that needed to get out there. And so that's why something within me said, cough it up, social media. I didn't know if it was Rumble. I said, Rumble, show your true numbers. And it could be war against Rumble. Uh, uh, and then in when the you did that, Johnny, of course, I saw the typed version. Did you say it with your mouth, too, or did you just type it out? I typed it out. Wow. Um, wow. 
<laughs> that's, that's very that's instructive right there. Some people are going, really? I thought I had to shout it out from the top of my lungs, but you typed it out and you meant, you meant it. And that might come up later when we talk to Andrew, either this time or another time. There's something about writing something, taking the time to believe it enough to write it. And the, 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 you know, what paper documents, the power and the importance they carry in all this. So now we're getting quickly to why I wanted um, Andrew on specifically now. He's got a series of dreams, bunch more dreams we could talk about, but there's specifically something that we recognize since last week of a confirmation from God that is so fa fascinating, fantastic, so out of the norm, uh, where the Lord is going out of his way to tell us what we should be doing, confirming to us what is his narrative at a little more micro. We, we're giving you the Revelation 4, where it's all going. And it's just a matter of, okay, what nations, what believers are going to be a part of it. But then it's where we're at right now, something that has such a unique fingerprint of God on it, that there is no way that we can we can move forward without recognizing it. And, and it, it has to do with, um, there, there is a connector with praying medic who was, that was last Monday. I think he was on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Right. And, and there is something he shared in the first few minutes. So this is, and, and, uh, it correlates with something that has been going on with Andrew. It's not just a present dream he has, but it's since 2007 actual, interaction with an individual that went on for many years, but it overlaps with something that praying medic was saying. And I'll remind you, we're going to have Andrew tell it correctly in just a moment why I, why I had to bring this up is there was in, in our, our first time that we had with, with Andrew um, on our program with Steve, uh, one of the first, if not the first dream was uh, about um something to the, the effect as if the body of Christ would listen to a man named praying medic and what he has to say about something called Q that Andrew knew nothing about, then they would know how to pray, how to decree. Wow. So I want to emphasize this point of how to pray, how to decree. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the seven mountain guy. So it's about action in the seven mountains but there is no way we do anything in the seven mountains minus prayer and decree. Decree. Okay. All my interactions with presidents and hundreds of uh, government leaders in multiple nations, it's always connected and associated with the prayer. Either there's prayer cover to get in, or when you're with them, you say, can I pray? And in that moment of can I pray is where the, uh, you know, the kingdom comes rushing in in a, a big way. And it can be whether it's a decree, like just what we texted there. There's a yeah. prayer de decree or something, but it's it's connected um, to that. And this is as good a time as any to make the brief pointing out that even, you know, biblically, the Old Testament, uh, sometimes there's a lot of confusion we have still in the body of Christ as to what the role of the prophetic or a prophet is. And it's not really to be the crystal ball that, mm. you know, that tells what's going to happen in the future. If you understood the way it worked in Israel, the primary value and the primary role of the prophet uh, was not trying to get them to believe in some picture of the future he had. It was telling them what they should do. 
It was specifically noted in the sons of Issachar, who were specifically noted when David's kingdom exploded. When David's kingdom exploded, it said the sons of Issachar's came to him. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. They're the ones that provided the intelligence, the intel for David and his expansion, it says. And they were those gifted in what Israel ought to do. And so this is where we're going with the program today. I haven't even asked Andrew this, but it comes to my mind right now. I wonder if he ever had a revelation. I'm going to ask that of you, Andrew, just a moment when you're on to um, something connected to Issachar, Issachar, in any way the Lord ever spoke to you related to that. Because honestly, before I was ever on Elijah list, I used to write something called the Issacharian Post. And that was my perspective was this is a direction we should be going. So I want everybody to understand this is about establishing a narrative that heaven is validating and reinforcing and put, putting a unique blow your mind. It blew Andrew's mind as well, how the Lord put this thing uh, together. And maybe with that, we can. can yeah, can I ask you one question uh, about Issachar? It's in, it's in uh, I don't know, Numbers, Deuteronomy, one of those. It says that they were the, those that n- knew the times and the seasons, what, 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 we, what Israel ought to do, implied or said in that. It's not just that they knew information, but they somehow it's implied that they decreed then, therefore, what must be done. Is that an overstatement or is that? Well, it doesn't go into saying that we can assume that, but they're basically giving that intel to the leaders. And it's that they, they, they were so effective at it. Somehow they had, we don't have the whole history, how they yeah. gained the credibility of it. But they were essentially the prophetic community for David. And they're the ones that told him, you know, what Israel should be doing at this time and what he began to follow. It's just it's a whole um, unknowable because it's not written into you're like, oh, what's what's be what's behind that. But uh, I love even right up front to hear Andrew commenting on anything to do with. Issachar, anything the Lord showed him or he spoke to you about being a son of Issachar? Here is the man himself. Andrew. Hi. Welcome, hey. Andrew. Good to see you. Man, good to be here. Always happy to be on with you guys. Hey, hey jump off and talk about what, what you just heard, anything, and then, you know, we've got dreams and things, but what are your thoughts about what you just heard? Well, I don't know if you remember the first time I came on here, I shared about an audible voice I had in Washington, D.C., where I heard the phrase, uh, line of eternity sons and daughters of Issachar. And um, when I, yeah, so uh, when I heard that, I knew that the Lord was saying something about who I was. And then Moses appeared to me in a dream and said, you know, don't disregard the voice of the Lord. In other words, hey, God's marking you to be an Issachar. Um, You better not avoid or disregard what he's going to tell you because it's going to be needed for the body of Christ. And so in the book of uh, Chronicles, I think it's first Chronicles chapter 12, yeah. Um, it talks about the sons of Issachar. And so, yes, along, you know, that was uh, in 2005, but along the way, the Lord began to show me a little bit more. I would have dreams where I would see a, a book in a room and it would say Issachar anointing. And wow. I, would, I would dive after the book and say, this is mine. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, I would find myself doing this. And what I realized is that uh, it says that the sons of Issachar, they were, I forget, uh, 200 or so. And then it says that all their brethren were at their command. 
And God began to show me that Issachar, they were commanders. Why? Because you don't want to go to battle with faulty intel. Um, you don't want to beat the air aimlessly. You want to have targeted, on-point revelation so that you can act, uh, you know, actionable intel that strikes the mark. And so that has been kind of the process that the Lord has taken me on with Issachar. And there's more to it. But one other fascinating thing is along the way, God began to show me, I, I didn't recognize this immediately, but I've discovered it over time, is that some many times when there's like a change of season, um, I will I will have a dream where uh, like the, the spirit of prophecy will come upon me in the dream, and I will say this phrase. I will say, now is the time. And when I will say that, I'll say a phrase after it, and it indicates what time it is. And so wow. um, I've just discovered that along the way, that that's one of the ways that God would kind of clarify, hey, here's the season, here's what time it is, and here's what you need to do. Am I, am I, I maybe I'm out of, um, maybe I shouldn't say this, but are you, are you able to say when the last time God said, now is the time that, is it, can, has anything come to you? It might be, uh, sorry, I didn't spring, the, I, I'm springing this on you. So you might not have that written down. Well, I have, I, I could probably go back and do a little research. The one that comes off the top of my head, there's two. Uh, one was in 2018. One was in um, 2020 or 2021. In 2018, uh, I saw a calendar. And uh, the actually, the, the phrase appeared on the calendar. It says, now is the time for, uh, now is the time of, revivals and awakenings so that was 2018 i had that dream and then um, fast forward 2021 i found myself prophesying uh that now is the time for the book of ezra that the book of ezra was the word of the lord really mm -hmm. that's and so it's interesting because cyrus is connected within the yeah. book of ezra and oh i didn't know that johnny yeah. knew that i didn't yeah. know that <laughs> So it just comes to me as well, the last comment, then I want to introduce where I want Andrew to pick up from. But um, yeah, I was like, maybe he's Issa Carlson. No, that was just a little joke, humor Issa there. Car Issa Carlson. Um, so he, you know, I had written this right when I heard about it. I was like, desperation will backfire. Everything backfires for them now. And I was like, the anchor was dropped and it's a bad idea to drop the anchor inside your vessel when oh, it's already God. sinking. And so they're literal, it's double entendre on the anchor. He, you know, he's a Fox anchor. I don't know if he's considered officially, but he's been anchoring the news here for a while. And so they just dropped the anchor inside their own beginning to sink. It was already taken water, their vessel. And so are, are, are you referring to the Tucker Carlson? Um, is that what you're referring to? I'm referring to, an anchor, you know, in a ship that's sinking. Yeah. Um, you do not want to drop the anchor inside the boat because it, or if it's not sinking, because it'll put a hole in it, and then you'll sink. Um, I mean, I, I again, are you referring to Fox News or something else? I'm referring to Fox News. Okay, I'm just, just want to get that little, clear. Okay. A little humor thing going yeah. in here. Well, that's, that I'm a little slow, of, but I wanted to make sure people that this are going to backfire big <laughs> because they have just dropped the big anchor inside their already sinking wow. vessel. And so it's just going to accelerate their sinking. And we'll find out where Tucker, he'll find somewhere to go, uh, you know, take his ability to tell the truth and people will move over there. He's probably one of the only reason uh, reasons that 
a high percentage of Fox viewers were staying there anyway, because it becomes so obvious that they have, um, they just cannot hide their rhino insides and, and Republicans name only and their right. treacherous ways are fully exposed. Even I feel it stronger than I'm saying it. I don't have time for that. We're going on to the other, but, um, Anyway, what I'd asked Andrew ahead of time and where I want him to pick up with, this is where I'm going to ask all of you who are listening to really play, uh, uh, pay close attention mm. to this narrative. And again, I made the connector, connector already with uh, Praying Medic. And so I'll let if Andrew in storytelling it to present it and bring in Praying Medic whenever he wants to on it. But um, this all, uh, it starts and you can start, before and different from that as you want, Andrew, but starts, the part I know about is 2007, a meeting you and Kelly had had in, in Ohio. So pick up from there. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to tell this story. It's the first time I've ever shared this publicly. And um, when I heard Praying Medic last week, which I'll go into, but when I heard him last week, it hit me so hard. I uh, we were laying in bed and I'm, I'm listening on rumble to Elijah strains and praying medic. And when I heard him say something, I felt the spirit of the Lord witness so wow. deep within and I got chills and waves of the presence of the Lord kept coming over me. And, and Kelly looked over at me and she goes, what's, what's going on with you? And my <laughs> hair was standing on in, I mean, all over me. I was like, unbelievable. I, I'm just shocked. So anyway, I'm excited to share this. So it starts back in 2007. My wife and I were on a trip to um, a house meeting. So we had a, a spiritual father of ours who was, um, uh, you know, just a mentor in our lives and, and a real prophet as well. And he invited us to go to a house meeting in Ohio where he was going to speak. Well, while we're there in the house meeting, there's an older gentleman that's sitting near me, just a bit in front of me. And um, old man, white hair, and he was wearing yellow rain boots and I looked at him and the first thought I had was, man, this guy reminds me of Mr. Miyagi. And, you know, I don't, he wasn't Asian, but, uh, and, and for those of you who don't know who Mr. Miyagi is, he was the man who helped train, uh, Daniel LaRusso in karate kid there you uh, go. movie from the eighties. So, um, anyway, he was, so in real life, when I, encountered this man he looked he just reminded me of mr miyagi well as we're sitting in this meeting um I, for i won't give his real name for reasons you'll soon understand but yeah. uh i'll just call him mr miyagi okay yeah. <laughs> so mr miyagi in in our meeting began to just say some interesting things for instance he would say you know one time the lord took me in the spirit over israel I saw what the enemy had prepared to do, and I called Benjamin Netanyahu, and it saved 100,000 lives. Whoa. And when he said this, uh, honestly, this is 2007, and I believed fully in the spirit. I just, But when I heard it, I thought, oh, what a sweet old man. He probably doesn't get out much. His imagination has run wild with him. He, you know, he just, he's a little out there, and he, he's just, now he's just telling stories. Uh, well, the meeting progressed. And after that meeting, he came up to my wife and I and gave us prophetic words, along with my uh, mentor that was with us. And I'm telling you what, he read our mail. I mean, the, the spirit of the Lord, boom, he just targeted us. And we finally asked him, we said, you know, who are you and why are you at this meeting? He said, well, 
No one knows me at this meeting. The Lord uh, appeared to me in a vision and told me to come to this house because there was a meeting and there would be a divine appointment that I needed to have. And he said in that meeting, he said, I believe you are that divine appointment wow. to us. And so we thought, well, this is interesting. Let's get to know you. We invited him back to a, uh, a place where we were staying that evening. We still really had no grid for who he was. And so um, that night he began to share. He, still, we had no idea what was going on. And so we asked him a little bit more about himself. And he said, he said more interesting things. And he said, well, I've got assassins out for me all over the world. And uh, he wow. said, one statement he made that I thought was very interesting. He said, um, I'm not afraid of nothing and I'm not afraid of no one. I have seen the power of God. And when he said it, he was just, he had fire in his eyes and was so intense. And I was like, this, I like this guy. I don't know who he is, but I like him. Well, finally, my mentor with me said he had a revelation. He goes, oh, my goodness, you're God's special agent. And this man just smiled. And then he, he began to say, well, I have worked uh, for Secret Service and CIA um, for five administrations from Carter Gee. through uh, George W. Bush. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Bush Jr. And um, and I was like, huh, this is interesting. And then he began to say, I, you know, I've seen the power of God. And he, he said, you know, one assassin came up to me, pointed a gun at my face. And he said, I pointed back at him and said, you don't know who I am, where I come from or what I'm about in the name of Jesus get out of my sight. He said, he, he waved his hand. Oh my and goodness. he said, at that moment, the assassin disappeared and just vanished in front of him. Now, by the way, this man, Mr. Miyagi, he brought his wife to this meeting and she seemed very, very balanced, very grounded. Okay. And so I was like looking at her for some, you know, validation of what I'm hearing. <laughs> I and can the whole feel time, this. Yeah. I you know, she's validating it. And uh, so I was like, this is fascinating. Now, I asked him a question. Um, I said, well, before I asked him this question, he did say this. He goes, what happened to me is um, he said he died in an explosion. Now, I know this is bizarre. He said, I died in an explosion. It was in a mechanic's shop. And he said, I was trapped and I saw other people there they were they were starting to burn and the fires were starting to to get near them i was trapped i was going to die he said but i saw a light come from the window and as soon as the light touched me i found myself standing on the outside of the building and he said i heard the voice of the lord say go in and rescue those people so he he ran in rescued the people but in the process he was burned alive and uh the ambulance had to pick him up he did when you saw him in real life he did have some skin i didn't you know just some some consequences from that or, or some damage and so he said while i was in the ambulance um they were pronouncing me dead and when they did i saw two angels walk into the ambulance and they said we're going to bring you to the table of the lord um, but it's not your time yet. And the Lord would like to ask you, what, what is it that you want most in this life? Gee. He said, well, 
I want to see all of my children raised and I want to help as, as many, I want to, he said this, I want to help save and rescue as many people as I possibly can. So he ended up telling me, he ended up, he doesn't know how it happened, but he said, I ended up spending six days and seven nights at the table of the Lord. And he came back out of this thing and he, he woke up again out of, in the ambulance revived so so just for, for clarity the six to seven nights with the table of the lord happened during the ambulance ride so time played it you know god did what god does okay got it yeah got it, it. okay you know it kind of was a mystery to, and he in fact said it took me 20 years to figure out how it happened <laughs> so it's, it's mysterious but god did it well so what happened from that meeting i that night, he's still telling all these stories. I look at him and I say, I'm just beginning to hear some stories about the Illuminati myself. I was learning about some of the, the world elites. I had found, my friend had found an old cassette tape in his attic about a man named John Todd. I he, saw, I used to hear those tapes. Oh my goodness. In the 80s, about, in the 80s. About John Todd. Johnny Todd was yeah. what they called him. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first introduction to this whole, oh my goodness, the world is not as we, as we think. And so um, that's why I begin to ask this Mr. Miyagi. I said, have you heard, of, do you know anything about the Illuminati? Because what he did tell me while he was telling all these stories, he goes, um, well, I'll say it this way. I said, have you heard anything about the Illuminati? He told me, he didn't even look at me. He didn't even respond. Later, he did tell me, he did re finally respond and say, I've met the 13 people that run the world. And he said, I'm going to tell you this, and this might be hard for you to understand or believe. Now, again, this is in 2007. Okay. So there hasn't been a lot of information out there. He said, there's been no Hollywood movie, nothing ever produced visually that could ever come close to the levels of evil that actually exist behind the scenes in government. And he said, they are snuffing out life for nothing. And when he said this, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of all of the crazy movies I've seen. And I'm thinking, sure. uh, that's pretty intense right there. He goes on to say some other secret things. And, you know, he says, he says some things about JFK. And he, he said that when he was shot, he hadn't, they had kept him alive for, he didn't say how long. I just knew that he didn't die when they said he died. Okay. So uh, that's what this man told me. Well, moving on from that, that evening, we exchanged information. I went back to my home state at the time in Illinois. And about three months later, I'm driving uh, in my hometown. I turn on a street called Washington street. The moment I turn on that street, I have an open vision and a gold chain link is in the sky. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, Andrew, I am going to use you to link the nation in prayer. Well, within 15 minutes, I get a phone call and it's Mr. Miyagi in real life. Wow. wow. And he said, Andrew, I need to tell you what just happened. He said, the Lord just appeared to me and told me to tell you this. The Lord says he's going to use you to link the nation in prayer. Gee. And, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking. I have to interrupt. Let me interrupt, Andrew, just for that, because this, 
what he was told then that's 2007 right yes is what this 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 moment we're going to now so that's why it's important go on okay absolutely help elijah streams continue to reach people around the world all donations go toward making elijah streams and the elijah streams podcast possible visit elijahstreams.com give and become a partner today so okay so um fast forward i mean there's so many things this guy would tell me that would take a whole nother session to tell you all the the fun stories and different um things that he he would reveal but i will say this i i so respected the man because what i noticed about him i actually brought him to where we lived at the time and we conducted a few meetings and the glory of god would appear so strong i've never seen it appear so strong in a meeting and you would you would think some secret agent type would be kind of a just a a tough i mean he was tough but you'd think he'd be kind of rough around the edges he was so tender and broken over hearts over souls and he would weep at the drop of a hat and i would see him come up and hug people and they would literally they would fall out in the spirit under the the presence of god one meeting we walked he walked in the room and a woman i'd known for years looked up and he looked into her eyes and said what's your name and as soon as he said that a voice came out of the woman and said fear and it was it was a demon manifesting and i'm thinking i've never seen that before and he he broke the fear off of this woman she got free but there was just these occasions where i saw the just the incredible ministry of the holy spirit okay so that was my that was my relationship we stayed in contact and he would from time to time give me prophetic words and i would call and ask him questions about conspiracies that i had heard of or different things and now what happened is obama got elected in 2008 and in 2008 for about four years you know i said in a previous uh episode on here that the lord had given me a dream that obama was going to be president prior to him ever announcing his run and really? he, and the lord told me that it would be a bad thing for america and i began to get afraid after i saw the dream come to pass and then i saw what was happening in in the government and in the world and i i reached out to mr miyagi and i said hey i just had a newborn and i'm really afraid about the world i'm bringing her up in and he told me this he goes well andrew even though it's been very bad and there's been a lot of warfare i want to let you know that there is a plan that's all he said to me he said i want to let you know there is a plan and he said he said there are many many good people in government that have been working behind the scenes for a long time that's all he said to me and it was enough at that point to say okay i don't understand what's going on but all right lord thank you for that encouragement well, this man, Mr. Miyagi, ended up dying in 2015, I believe, 14 or 15. I'll have to verify that. After he died, I had a dream in which Mr. Miyagi appeared to me out of the cloud of witnesses. And he said, and when he showed up in, in this dream, it, the glory of God showed up, the power of God, it was, it was incredibly vivid. And I knew that he had been sent to me from the cloud of witnesses. 
And he said, Andrew, I am going to be with you to help you. Wow. Didn't know what that meant, honestly. I, I thought, wow, that's a cool dream. Now, when I looked at him in the dream, he still looked like Mr. Miyagi to me. But in the dream, he suddenly changed and became a younger man with bright red hair. And so um, after that dream, I reached out to his wife and I said, hey, I had this dream. Ever since I had known Mr. Miyagi, he had, you know, bright white hair. That's all I've ever known him, you know. And so I said, hey, I had this dream. Your husband came to me, told me this. And I said, in the dream, he, he turned into a younger man and had bright red hair. And she looked at me and said, wow, wow, wow. There, she goes, that's my husband. She goes, you could have never known that because for the past 40 years, uh, he's only had white hair. But when Gee. he was a young man, he had bright red hair. Wow. I'm thinking that's incredible. So uh, time goes on. I ended up <clears throat> making a covenant with a, a good friend after the Lord started giving me dreams where the Lord invited me and a friend to be a part of Trump's main security detail. I think I remember sharing that in a previous episode. And so my friend and I made covenant together and said, okay, Lord, yes, we will be a part of uh, the main security detail uh, to help Trump fulfill. Well, when you say that, do you mean in prayer? Are you saying in prayer and decrees, that sort of thing? Yes, I'm sorry. So the dream that I had about Trump's main security detail was that I would be given the weapons of prayer and the prophetic. Got it. And so, uh, so my yeah, friend the full I, details. The full details of that were in the first program we had with with Andrew. If anybody wants the full. Okay. Yep. So um, my friend and I made covenant, and I had never mentioned um, this man. Mr. Miyagi to my friend. So after we made covenant, this is the interesting thing about the power of covenant too, is that we began to dream, uh, sometimes having the same dreams on the same night. Sometimes it would, it would just be bizarre the way God would speak to us. But one of the dreams that my friend had, he said, Andrew, after his dream, he said, Andrew, I had a dream. In the dream, a man appeared to me who, who knows you and he said his name in real life, and he said that he was going to be with us to help us, and that part of what God had sent him to do was to help us uncover, expose, and destroy defilement rings. And my friend knew in the dream that the defilement rings had to do with child and human trafficking, as well as sacrifice and all of this other stuff. And so... When my friend told me this, I said, okay, how, there's no way you could have known his name unless, I mean, he told you his name. And I said, what did he look like? He goes, well, honestly, what, what he looked like was he reminded me of Mr. Miyagi. That's really, what, yeah. And I'm <laughs> thinking, incredible. I never told him that. I never said that. And then he said, Gee. and then in the dream, he ended up turning into uh, like a younger man and he had bright red hair. Gee. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Talk about a confirmation, right? I was like, oh, my Lord Jesus. And so that happened. And then along the way, this man, Mr. Miyagi, would appear in our dreams from time to time. And in some of our dreams, he was he was exposing. Um, he, he was bringing us files that would show uh, Clinton involvement in um 
trafficking and, and other nefarious activities. And then he would show us like um, a brief about what the future would be. And he would show us that the Clintons would be exposed publicly for all of this. And so I didn't totally under, I knew that the cloud of witnesses were a, a real thing, but I guess I didn't fully realize that God says some of them, you know, are, are still active. They're, they're, they have, uh, you know, assignments and jobs and, so it's very interesting. Yeah, we. I mean, most of us think of them as witnesses. They're witnessing. They're watching. You know, that's what. I, that's all I've ever thought and known. So, wow. Yes. Yeah, and um, so I thought that was very interesting. And then he said, um, "Well, I had a dream where I'm going to read it to you real quick, just a brief one." And um, in a dream, I was given. Um, technology to fly through the air. So this is um, a dream I had in 2020. I was given a dream to fly through the air, to go to different nations. And the deep state uh, saw that when I would fly to different places, I was getting intel and they wanted to stop it. And they had, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, so they had a plan to stop me, but they couldn't stop me. And in the dream, um, oh, where did it go? Sorry. Uh, well, I'll say it this way. Um, this guy, Mr. Miyagi, in the dream, handed me his yellow rain boots. So I thought that was fascinating. Well, because, the, the, uh, because you had seen him in real life with yellow rain boots. Yes. I don't know how, how much time had gone by, but yeah. Since yeah, so the, that was in 2007 when I first met him. He was wearing yellow rain boots. Okay. Well, now he gave me his, his yellow rain boots. But this time they they were yellow, but then they turned rainbow colors. And each of the colors of the rainbow had different phrases and messages on them, which made me think of you, Johnny, about yeah. the, the seven mountains. Yeah, and, I, had I, I had never heard that before. And quickly, just all that was strikes me. That's amazing. Um, yellow is the color that we have taught is associated with the mountain of arts entertainment, mm. which is a storytelling mountain. So there's a part of me instantly He's giving you yellow rain boots because this is a story you're supposed to tell. This is part of God's story that he's advancing. This is amazing. Wow. So he did. Okay. So this is interesting. In that dream, I knew that these rain boots were going to help me overcome. I knew it was like I could stand on the heights. It was like I knew that I could fly to these, these places and I could overcome because I had these rain boots in the dream. And he, the, the yellow um, turned into the rainbow. And then he said, the only, the only color I actually saw what it said, it was the color orange. And it had this phrase. It says, the highest and most powerful weapon is waiting on the Lord and his peace. And his peace. That's interesting. Wow. So um, I thought that was very fascinating. Now, yeah. it reminded me of a prophetic word that Bob Jones had given Lou Engel and myself and the community, he said that our color was orange. And he said the color had to do with the tribe of Gad the Gadites. And uh, interesting, the Gadites in the first Chronicles, it says that uh, they were the mighty men of valor, trained for battle, experts with shield and spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions and who were as swift as gazelles on the mountains. Um, these Gadites were army commanders the least of whom was a match for a hundred and the greatest for a thousand. Well, and just to add, add 
briefly on that because Andrew and I were just connecting all this. I don't think he even knows our color associations that we do with seven mountains. Orange is the mountain of family. And so this is all about the rescue of the children. This is all about, this is what this, and I think you, I don't know if you've already said it, you're going to say it again somewhere. There was, this is about the children. So anyway, continue. Well, I just want to, and I want to say this, this is goes clear back to the eighties. Someone did one of these psychological tests. It just popped into my head and, and they put all these colors out and, and I was supposed to pick my color and I picked yellow you know, which is the one you first mentioned. I, that's my color. You know, that's my favorite color. I never pre-thought it. I just said, that's it. So uh, I just, that, that just popped into my head when you just said this. So. Wow. That's, that's so we haven't gone yet to Andrew still. This is fascinating so far. And but we're getting to the most because you haven't heard the praying medic connection. Yes. So hang in there for that. Yep. Okay. okay. So so, I, you know, this is all leading up to a place where, you know, I'm He's now, so what I'm realizing is that this divine appointment I had with him in 2007 was, was beyond just a nice little divine appointment. God was saying, this is, there's something about your calling, Andrew, your destiny, and this man. And, and so I saw that God had sent him out of the cloud of witnesses to help us to, to do our assignment. Okay, so now... Um, Last week, when I was listening to Praying Medic, in fact, I wrote down the statement. Uh, I, I wrote it down here. Okay. So Praying Medic shared last week on Elijah's streams, he said this. He goes, at the beginning, when he was hearing about Q, um, he was not very sure about the Q, the Q post. He just didn't know what to think, and he blew it off. And he said, until he had a dream. And he said this phrase, he said, I met a man in my dream who looked like Mr. Miyagi. He did? He said, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my, you know, I heard that, but I missed it, you know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my now, goodness. Now, all of a sudden, you have to know, when I heard this, the Holy Spirit immediately witnessed to me and said, that's your man. That's Mr. Miyagi. And I, then I began to think all the way back in 2017 or uh, when I first had the dream about Q, the Lord said, the, the spirit of prophecy came upon me and I said, if the church would listen to a man named Praying Medic, talk about something called Q, then they would know what's really going on and know how to pray. And I was thinking, why did God connect those two dots? And now he has sent Mr. Miyagi. Q was introduced to praying medic or confirmed to him through Mr. Miyagi. Gee. And so then, I um, mean, you can't make this stuff up, guys. I mean, you just yeah. can't make this up. It's wow. incredible. And so that's part of, go ahead, go ahead, say, I'm going to jump in, but you go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so he says, so um, praying medic said um, he was asking, so Mr. Miyagi was asking uh, Dave questions. Uh, praying medic questions exactly oh, yeah. the kind of questions in the way that q would ask them and praying medic in the dream thought oh man this this guy mr miyagi sounds like that q character he then took praying medic so mr miyagi in the dream took praying medic down a hallway looked him in the eye mr miyagi looked praying medic in the eye and said do you understand this is primarily about 
the children. So I was, uh, in that moment, I just want to tell you, I was riveted. I was shaken. All of a sudden, all these different puzzle pieces came rushing together for me. And I even thought about when, when my friend, um, Mr. Miyagi, when he was in the ambulance and the angels asked him, what do you want most in life? And he said, I want to see all my children raised and I want to help and save and rescue as many people as I possibly can. I'm thinking he is still, God's still fulfilling that request. Wow. And he's using this connection right here with us. He's using this, this uh, alignment with praying medic. I'm thinking this is all part of that big picture. So it's, it's been fascinating for me. Now, so Steve, it's the first time I think you've gotten to hear, I've told you some of this, in that just astonishing, um, we'll say intel from heaven, but confirmation that we could go how fascinating it already was where his own friend, his covenant friend, Andrews, was seeing the same Mr. Miyagi character. And uh, of course, there's, you know, the insights are all over the place. There's like, okay, what was Karate Kid about is really where someone who's the pushover coward um, learn to take out the bullies. And so the Lord's taking out the bullies and he's, he's strengthening us in, in the process. But this was not just, I mean, this was um, riveting and exciting as Andrews said for himself and then for praying medic as well. We had a, a brief interaction there and it was like, he, cause he probably had to be asking himself for years. Cause that was 2017. He's got six years of like, I wonder why the guy that told me to go, that sounded like Q and was telling me to go there. Why is he, what does he look like? Mr. Miyagi. Totally. But what struck me this week and why I needed to have Andrew back on is that this, you know, th there has to be recognition of when the Lord goes out of his way and makes it so clear. Like, this is not like sometimes, well, I wonder if they heard it from here. They put it together from, this is like, who would ever think to identify a character just that he looks like Mr. Miyagi. Well, and, you know, I mean, the, the other thing that just is like really prominent in my mind right now is the most famous line of all was wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. And they had no idea what would be the point. Why would this matter? Who cares? And yet he was, he was doing, he was doing something to make to bring it all together, but it's looked like wax on, wax off. So I feel like I'm seeing some of this with you and praying medic, wax on, wax off right now. That he's showing you why and how. Anyway, just a thought. That's beautiful. Well, and and then Andrew and praying medic didn't know each other before. For people need to know this. This is this is like their connection is just in the last two weeks uh, as well. I did the connection. Uh, between them. And this is the first time they've interacted. So you're, we're talking about a divine, um, it's divine storytelling, sure. but divine intervention. And he's telling us several things. So this is, we want to make sure that we don't just get lost in the fascination of it all and lose the essence of this, what it's all yeah. connected to. It's about knowing his narrative from heaven's standpoint. It's an Issacharian, uh, like Sons of Issachar storyline narrative. Andrew has been, been receiving these dreams for some time, and soon there will be a release of a book, you know, Dreams to Save a Nation, um, that we have strongly encouraged him to move yeah. forward with as fast as possible. And it's how the whole body of Christ can begin to enter into an agreement 
with what God is showing. What is this is not like, well, who are we listening to? This is like such unique, clear, out of the blue revelation and confirmation that it must be paid attention to. You know, unfortunately, there is such an attempt, just like there is the enemy wants to shut down Tucker Carlson. You know, I'm just going to say this. There's even somebody who's been on TV. um, We won't mention him, Steve, but something in the last week is is trying to tell Steve he has a one more chance to repent for defending for for having Trump profits. And it's like, are you missing what's going on here? This is really it's in reverse of what this individual thought. This is kind of his last chance to make an adjustment goes back to what Andrew has shown that there was the prophets, I forget, moving forward until they came to a T. And at the T, you know, there was go right or go left. And that T is Trump. And it's not about who Trump is as a person other than the fact that he's the instrument of God. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. And it's just like when God raised up Moses, if you went against Moses, it was credited to you as if going against God. And so there, there is a lack of understanding, even the people who are saying it's not about Trump, it's about God. It's ignoring the fact that he has always used individuals and yeah. he used individuals down to even when his own son, when God in the flesh shows up through the person of Mary, he doesn't even do that independently of a human being. So whatever that is that drives somebody under a religious uh, mindset, a religious spirit that keeps telling some of you that Jesus is going to do this stuff independently of people. It's not no. going to happen. He can do some things with it, but that's his story. He's a storyteller and he uses uh, he uses people in this kind of way. And, you know, even I, I wrote down here something from earlier. The Lord said there are and this is for uh, some of you to hear. And there's some that will be listening to us right now. There are Mr. Miyagi's these Mr. Miyagi characters. Um, the Lord just told me, and I, I wrote it down. Uh, I have a whole chessboard of Mr. Miyagi's out there. Oh, isn't that interesting? And so for those of you who, you know, you wonder, uh, it's not that we're looking to the cavalry to rescue us. And, and we understand why people like General Flynn and others are, they're, they're trying to motivate us to be yeah. activated and do our part and want people to get this clearly. We are not telling you this so that you go, oh, Good, somebody's rescuing us. The the purpose, the intent of the sons of Issachar revelation, what they would give to Israel, and what this the purpose of this is so we enter into agreement and we pray, we declare, we decree. But I want to I want to add two clear components: act and think. Maybe yeah. reverse. We want to think in agreement. If you're out there, you're following your spirit should be resonating right now. You should have some reverberations like, oh, my goodness, this is the voice of God here. And you want to begin to think in alignment with what he's saying. It literally changes. I I think part of it, we could have a whole um, and we should at some point have a whole program on the power of thinking that it literally changes realities on its own. A group of 300 Buddhists went around the lake that was contaminated, and for one hour, they chose as an experiment to think positive thoughts, to think only love and thankfulness over that pond, over that lake, and it changed it to purified water. You know, that's wow. there's, there's the a lot. I, I want to ask you about, I want to talk about, you know, you happened to mention that he looked at this one person uh, when you were first getting to know him or and, and cast out fear. 
Um, and, and there was an element of fear, uh, even that you've mentioned that um, he's been uh, attempted to be assassinated and he, he just didn't give in to it. Um, a lot of people don't know the story, but when the Elijah streams, like two years ago, two and a half years ago, when all of a sudden I realized, man, something's going on with this platform, something bigger than, yeah. than just here's a guy sitting at his dining room table, which I'm still sitting at, doing these interviews two and a half years later. But my wife left. It was dark one morning. We have an electric fence because they, there's farmers around us and they want the deer to stay out of the vineyard that they planted all around us. And so they put an electric fence. So my wife went out there to leave one day, uh, just when this was going, we had just been going weeks, uh, maybe a month, you know, and, and she said, honey, I can't get out. I said, well, what do you mean? She says, the gate won't open. It's stuck in a position that there's no way it could be stuck in. It won't open. So we examined it. Someone had shown up disconnected the entire gate, put it inside the barrier, reconnected it. So when you hit the power button to go, it just hit the barrier. Someone was sent, and I, I mentioned that Robin, I was just getting to Robin. He said, someone's sending you a message. They showed up and re-engineered my gate just to send a message. But you know what? We just kept going. We fixed the gate and we just yeah. kept going. So, I mean, I was curious about the whole fear factor and how you're dealing with the fact that if 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 they were going after Mr. Miyagi, they're they're going to go after you. What what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> you you asking me, Steve? Yeah, I am asking you that. <laughs> uh, great question. Um, you know, I I just my wife has really helped me too because she's she's a great discerner, and she just. I always want to be out with it. I'm like, I'm ready to tell the story. I'm ready to go out there. And, and she just says, Hey, Andrew, I think you need to be undercover a bit more and just stay undercover and, and wait for the Lord to either one, give you revelation on what to speak, when to speak, where to speak. Um, and number two, just, just keep your head down. Don't intentionally start, you know, shaking bushes to get, make, make noise. Um, so, but you know, it's interesting because, his stories really encouraged me. And, you know, his wife was there to validate all this. She said, you know, yeah. we have our, our children into witness protection for a long time because of uh, they, they couldn't see each other for a long, long, long time. Really? And in fact, we got to witness their uh, uh, reconnection after wow. many years. Uh, and, and, and let and me speak. Had, in, oh, go ahead, Johnny. Not to interrupt, but let me speak into that. Cause that's, I think it's a hard question for you put on Andrew. Thank you. I didn't mean to put, I didn't mean to put fear on you. I was trying to, well, maybe before you answer that, Johnny, one, one of the stories that he would tell me too, and it just really encouraged me. He said, you know, I would go to different places, whether it was behind the iron curtain or in different on different missions and assignments. And he said, I was handling high level Intel uh, that was, that could be literally damning for some of these yeah. world elites. And so it was life and death at every, at every turn. Wow. And he said, he said, I had to so depend on the Lord. And he goes, I'm going to tell you when I put my dependence on the Lord, I, I lost my fear. He mm. goes, I saw the angels in uh, assisting me at every turn. And there was, he, he explained one scenario when he was getting on a plane behind the iron curtain 
and he saw two men there and he knew that they were assassins that were there to meet him at the plane. And he heard the Lord say, go get on the plane. And, and he responded to the Lord, Lord, I'm afraid to go get on the plane. Those men are there to kill me. They're, I know who they are. They're here to kill me. And the Lord says, I know, but I will shield you. So he, he said this story. He goes, I walked right onto the plane. Both of them were looking at each other. I walked right between their faces, got on the plane. He said, they never, they never blinked. And so, <laughs> wow. Wow. And, you know, stories like that were just really encouraging to hear. Yeah. So, Johnny, what were you going to say? Well, there's something really key Andrew said as well. There's something about flying low, even in the natural, how you stay below radar. Yeah. Is you don't stop your mission. You just fly yeah. low. And if you notice what there's a couple of things really important about Andrew is, I mean, you can look at the picture if everybody sees it this way. He's in a he's in low. He's even um, he, he's in the position under us. He's been brought in in this way. And so he, he mentioned just, you know, you don't just raise cane. You, you can think, you know, you can just think it through a special forces grid. As soon as you reveal, over reveal yourself, you've kind of lost your ability to do your, your assignment. Oh, Flying under radar. Soon as you decide to, you know, just uh, show off your muscle a little bit, you get above radar. You can be shot at. So there is an aspect of Andrew that's just who the Lord has caused him to be, with the help of Kelly, his wife, and the way they work together, is to learn to function under radar and not to be bombastic. In and that's a lesson for all who are listening in whatever right now, especially if you think you're getting some high level intel from the Lord. There's also timing, and so this is like. If he had been revealing the stuff when he actually got it, 2017, three, four years ago, it would have been much more dangerous for him. Yeah, At I this see. point, he's primarily confirming what a whole bunch of us, what really hundreds of millions around the world know what's yeah. been revealed. He's confirming it is a, a profound, specific word of confirmation. And and so, but he's not like the lead guy just getting it out. He would have. Yeah, been it's now more it. universally known that these things are happening more and more. I guess is what you're saying. So yeah, the exposure is not quite as bad. Yeah, I, my thought was, well, Steve and Johnny are our targets before I am. So here we go. <laughs> you're, you're that's, that's what you do. It's sort of like when you're speeding on the yeah. highway, you just make sure somebody's going faster than you. That's a bad <laughs> analogy, but it's whatever. And so that's what he's just. It's like somebody's in a more precarious situation than me, so I'm okay. No, <laughs> we're we're good, y'all. Pray, but let me um, just because um, I want. I hope Andrew has time from your dream, like from two nights ago. Yes. Uh, I, I think, but I wanted to just finish where I was going on. Think of four things. I want it simple. Pray, decree, think, act in agreement with this narrative, with this instruction from the Lord. So, but I was, I was giving the power even of your thoughts. So like bringing every thought into captivity. If you enter into agreement, it's like you want to say, because that makes it more powerful as well. But we'll say even the new age um community has learned the power of thinking positive thoughts can yeah. you imagine if you think in agreement and alignment don't allow fear again we have unfortunately leaders in the body of christ who promote fear they have books promoting fear it is the wrong narrative it's a distortion it's why my specific assignment is to hit that heavily every time and so for those of you who are listening Make that a priority. Like, well, what do I do? Well, start thinking in agreement and alignment with this that has been uniquely confirmed by, by the Lord. And then do, you know, do to your capability, whatever you can do. We have somebody uh, from the church where we're going um, here. They, they just went 
by themselves. They went to City Hall, challenged City Hall all on their own. Uh, then they went and gathered pastors and like, what are you doing? And so it's one person deciding to um, stand up and do something. Uh, this connects to last week, Revelation 4 and 5. What was the big shift and change that happened? What Jesus did on the cross? Yes, he has redeemed us and he has made us kings and priests. It's all about exercising authority, the authority of kings and priests. Kings exercise authority. Priests exercise authority. The priest does a work of atonement reconciliation first if that's needed. Mm. But this is what we must do. So think four things we want to do. We want to think, pray. Um, I better say it in the same order I said not to confuse you. Pray, decree, think, do. Pray, decree, think, do. Uh, start with the thinking and be in agreement with it because this is part of, uh, again, it, it revealed to us. And I don't ignore what came out of that, even as it, it pinpoints an assignment Andrew has is to assist in this golden link of prayer, decree, assignment a national one through this clarity of his own dreams but this connector with other things and this story we're talking about with praying praying medic and so uh you know here's this hosea 6 2 the hosea 6 2 third day is upon us trump is his trumpet as prophets have sh have shared and so uh trump has said over and over he's announcing the return of power to the people. This is his whole, we the people. He, this is, you know, his whole push is not about building himself up. It's about the people arising with this. So don't want anybody to take this away. It's like, well, these Trump prophets are saying you have to do nothing because Trump's taking care of it. Nothing can be further from the truth. We are not saying that. Nobody is saying that. We are saying there is an assignment he has, recognize it, pray in agreement with it, understand God is doing something. Because if you really see the assignment, you go, we have no chance. And it's like, I, I have a whole chessboard of my Mr. Miyagi's and they're, they're on really assignment everywhere, but you join in with what you're supposed to do. And this is where I think uh, a follow-up part. Um, I think we have time to go into it. At least some here. Uh, Andrew's dream from, is that the one you gave Julie as well? Um, so it's, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. You feel good about sharing that, right, Andrew? Oh yeah. The one I gave you that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so this was just this weekend. I think I had this dream. Yeah. Um, so in the dream, um, I was, I was announcing something to the nation. And I said this, I said, Trump is returning. I suddenly saw an airport runway with a motorcade that had Trump in a vehicle. So you know, a motorcade, it's, it's the presidential motorcade, you know, sure. the, the line of vehicles and all of the vehicles, especially the Trump, um, vehicle, the one that he was in, they appeared to be made out of paper. And I looked and noticed that these were covenants and contracts. How you know certain things in dreams? I don't know. I just knew that when I was looking at his vehicle in particular, it was made out of paper and they were covenants and contracts. Trump's vehicle um, especially was made of, of tons of written contracts and covenants. And it did not seem odd to me in the dream that this vehicle was made from this. So next in the dream, I said, 
it's important to get this motorcade of Trump's to circuit through the entire nation. I, uh, so in other words, I knew, okay, so yeah. So then I, I then declared this contract, uh, this contract covenant motorcade circuiting the nation. I said this in the dream, this, this contract covenant motorcade circuiting the nation is the necessary preliminaries to get the official Trump motorcade in place. At that moment, I saw a real line of vehicles made of metal and they were all black. I knew in the dream by revelation that this was the official motor motorcade for Trump and it was waiting on the first motorcade made of the paper contracts and covenants to drive around the nation. So that was the dream. So tell your, what you have gotten is as insight and I have a little piggyback. Steve might have some too. Well, I, you know, I think there could be a lot to it, but I just wondered if it was the strategy to uh, really help get prayer and the praying church and the decreeing church to wholly align with God's word and his covenants over America and Trump. And I, and I think that's really good. And I think there's, you know, the whole, the whole idea of it being a paper entourage, we'll say, is there's a part of it that stands out to me as well, the legal aspect of it. So I think what we, what we know from what we are hearing the storyline, even what if you just listen to Trump, there's a bringing back of the republic. There's a, a focus, the Constitution and the republic. And so what were the original, what was the original intent from God's uh, perspective, from his heart for the United States of America? A very unique nation like it never existed before. And it's one built on a constitution that allows for the type of freedom that is the atmosphere, uh, his atmosphere, all the way from the garden. And, and so there is and where people can be then empowered. This was a nation, a unique nation where no longer despots just ruling you, but where it's power of the people, by the people, for the people. And so this was a stepping into and he has made us kings and priests. This is so we want to see this alignment between the Constitution and who God uh, is himself and what he's releasing. And so why he had to have this lead nation begin to intervene in the affairs of the world as well. To bring in a whole new focus that's more in alignment with what he wants. He doesn't just want to do this. That's what, uh, you know, this takeover operation by himself. He's not, that's why this idea of him coming to rapture a helpless, you know, yeah. uh, bride that's just being crushed and, oh, please rescue us. It's such a distortion of his narrative. What, you know, his story is so much greater than that's where he's going to take the weak, small, foolish ones, his body, his bride, who will believe in. Uh, believe with him, be like the Davids, will look at the giants that are way bigger than them and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that you should defy the armies of the living God? That will be as Caleb from that same tribe of, of, of Judah say, they will be bread for us. He wasn't ignoring, this is not ignoring that there are serious, serious matters. We're not having a whole discussion that we could have on the economy, the world economy, the uh, the apparent collapse and what all what all is going on, whatever seemingly else is going on, the bigger picture, the bigger narrative, the better narrative is what God uh, is doing and inviting us to partake and participate with. And I believe part of it is what Andrew just said is let's get let's get into there. there is a focus on 
let's get into the legal clarity as the body of Christ. That's that's the Revelation 4, 5. And he has made us kings and priests to our God. He made us with what he did on the cross. He legally, he shed his blood. He erased the sentence of loss of authority. The Son of Man came to uh, save that which was lost, authority. And so it's we the people, power to the people. He wants it returned to us. And so he's saying there is a part of this entourage it's being revealed, played out before the people was the other aspect I was getting, Andrew, is that why the people have to see, uh, uh, you know, and, and when you see just the paper rollout of, of the vehicles and the entourage, it's like, well, that doesn't look very impressive, but they have to see it, read it, and then behind it, it makes the way for the actual more impressive, um, um, you know, uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use. It's not just entourage, the procession there that comes with with the vehicles you expect to see. So it's it's insightful in telling us the process, even from, we'll say, um, President Trump's people from mm-hmm. God's chessboard, uh, what they're looking for. But I want us to see how this correlates and aligns with what he's made us to be as the sons and daughters of the king no longer just there's too much hand wringing going on right now in the body of Christ. Did you see what they just did? Did you see what they're trying to do? It's like when you see that something should arise and and it not just be uh, hopeless anger, but yep. there has to be not on my watch. Absolutely. And then you step into doing what you can do, what you have authority to do in Jesus name. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what what I want, you know, there's so many levels of interpretation of what God is saying through that dream. And the one that pops out to me right now is, of course, the motorcade of any president, especially our president, is considered almost impregnable. In fact, the vehicle that he is hidden in, whichever one it is, it's always it's not always the same one. Right. They call it the beast because it's almost you could hit it with a rocket and, and he would survive. Um, but God didn't show you the beast. He didn't show you this impregnable vehicle. He showed you a, a security made out of covenant. And the covenant is covenant of God with President Trump and the covenant with us and President Trump, covenant with us and each other to pray and decree. And so that uh, rather than tour the entire country uh, with this impregnable um, beast, he's touring the country with this covenant he has with us and we have with him and we have with God and God has with us, you know, and so uh, it's talk about a paper tiger. I mean, you know, it's like that thing just screams security out of paper. So anyway, that's, mm. no, that's really, that's really good. Stephen. even does are speaking that that's why we see, you know, apparently him not in a position of power. He really is. I've been saying the whole time, uh, when people was like, when are you going to say, you know, Trump's not in power? I was like, he is in power. I can assure you he's in power. Uh, from heaven's standpoint, he is the number one representative on the mountain of government as a human being on planet Earth. And I'll, you know, I'll say that 10 times in a row if somebody needs to hear that. That's who he is. He's recognized from heaven. They're telling that. But he's not rolling out his motor motorcade showing all the power. He's yeah. showing the paper. He's yeah. showing what needs to change for us, what we need to arise and agree with. That's good. And, and it has a, you know, a highly spiritual connotation, but it also has a constitutional original design to the nation um, foundation to, to it as well. Well, this That's is good. Very, I, I very think, good. I think too, also the other thing I thought of is write the vision, 
make it plain that the one who reads it can run with it. And so that, you know, write the, you know, write the dreams, write the prophetic words and let them fly across the nation. Let it rally faith and prayer. Uh, because I, I think that the beginning of that dream, Hey, Trump's returning on a public level on a, and I think it's at some point going to be, be made legal level. Right. Yeah, you know, so. I do too. No. And, and we can really, we have to stop seeing ourselves as powerless waiting for this plan to be implemented. There is a plan, but we're heavily part of this plan. Yeah, we are. And when we arise, he arises And this part of even what comes up in my spirit is we can really, uh, we can really, uh, you know, we can accelerate. Scripture talks about hastening the coming of the Lord. Mm. How do you hasten the coming of the Lord? It also means you can delay it. One of the ways would just be by you not being an occupier instead of occupied till I return you know, speculate till I return What's yeah. safe right now. We can really accelerate some things. You can quit asking when, and it's, it's sort of like the people that have the ability to put their foot on the gas pedal and make it faster saying when it's like, put your foot on the gas pedal. This is the way we can um, uh, put our, put our foot on the gas pedal to accelerate this. And what Andrew just said, so there is, he's going to release uh, something shortly. We're going to bring attention to it because in all this unique messaging from heaven, very clearly carrying his his fingerprint you all must see it it's not just that he's speaking clearly to andrew but in case you want to just doubt one person there is the stuff coming in from from all angles here that there there are there are these dreams that he has yeah. we want to they're all in synchronicity with what i'm telling you and it's synchronicity with the message we've been given here that most of the prophetic voices have been given here in elijah's dream for some time yeah. and, and it's like god's not done with america this is going into the kingdom age. This is not, this is only the end of the mafia that's been operating on the seven mountains. Trump has an assignment to help bring us in to uh, this next age where the kingdom will be revealed on earth as never before. And it's such a privilege, but we want to join in in every way possible. So that's something we'll be presenting to you shortly. Um, and so be, be ready for that because that, that is a way we practically get into the next level of alignment and acceleration of all this. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just yeah. want to share one last thing from uh, earlier. You had asked me about the Issachar thing. Yeah. And, and the last time I remembered a, um, you know, now is the time. Well, it just struck me that it was on election day, 2020. And um, that, that morning, it's a uh, interesting encounter. I had a, this is a very, very rare thing for me to have a trance where I'm, I'm half up, I'm half, I'm in this place. And I see David Hogan uh, standing there. David Hogan, for those of you who don't know, he's just kind of a wild. Uh, yeah. yeah, he is. And, uh, but he looked at me and he said, uh, today is a new day. I, and so I go to sleep that night or I go to sleep after this encounter and I have a dream and in the dream I'm prophesying. Um, now is the time uh, today is the day of the Lord's power and his Amen. people shall now volunteer freely. I feel like, I feel like that's what God's saying is we don't maybe haven't recognized that we entered a new day of the Lord's power in 2020, because on the outside, it looks like, uh Oh, but, but it's all together, something different according to the Lord. And I believe if we can discern what hour, what time it is, this is the day of the Lord's power. Come on. We have to be those who volunteer freely. We got to rise up and say, we will, you know, take take up the weapons of prayer, prophetic decree. We will align with heaven in this hour 
I think we're going to see, just as you said, Johnny, acceleration, breakthrough, and all that. Amen. So good. So good. You know, I'm thinking even if if a prophet says they're sending you a message, you move forward, you move forward, you move forward. You know, you, you, you talk about occupy till I come, and I always think if, if it were properly translated, it would probably say be an occupying force until I come. We forget the force part. You know, we're part of the army of God. You know, uh, we're an occupying force, you know, so until he returns. So, well, you guys, great. Thank you so much, Johnny. uh, And uh, Andrew, anything you want to tell the people, Johnny, let's start with you about uh, your website. Anything you want people to know? Well, a couple of things. First of all, could have mentioned this earlier. Steve, I'm excited about your trip to Israel. I know you're oh, going tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we already had the discussion that um, the day you're coming back, we're headed yeah, there. Yeah, we're crossing in the air. Taking a, 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 taking a couple hundred. And for those who have been in any way fearful about taking, whether it's our group, few hundred, few hundred from Steve's group or wherever, you know, as I saw in today's uh, Facebook, uh, a friend, someone's with Don Finto in Israel. He was, turned 93 years old. He wow. just, I think well, they are just turned 93 years old. And they said, I just walked two mile to the, the Western wall with Don Finto. This is our third trip. It's his, uh, you know, Todd who's with him, uh, our third trip in 2023. So listen, if a 93 year old, of course is Don Finto and he's, he's an amazing individual, but um, just like no fear, no fear going over there either. This is the place Jesus Christ shed his blood. There's going to be something special about it forever. And that's just all there is to it. But then the last thing, uh, Steve, uh, for me is I was, I keep forgetting to do this, but Elizabeth had an um, interview on our, um, oh my goodness, um, someone you should know. We have this, you know, up for discussion, but someone you should yeah. know, series, Brandon Showalter. And um, this is our Restore 7 with the number 7 Rumble channel. And it was, at, I mentioned it last time, but I didn't have his name. I mentioned it a week ago. It has to do with, um, he, he's someone that's been working to expose what's behind the whole gender, um, transgender, oh, wow. uh, the confusion attempt by the enemy really to tear down family. Because that's, if you don't understand from those who finance it, the purpose of those who finance it is to destroy family and to, to depopulate in some way. This yeah. does not mean that there aren't some people that have concerns and that there are people uh, who don't know that this is what's behind it. But if you want to know the brain trust and the money trust behind it all, it is an anti-family movement. And so this uh, becomes important to know. So I want to recommend that as well. Sounds good. Uh, Andrew, anything else you'd like to share? Uh, yes, so just at our, my website, vanquishpw.com, I do have some along the idea of uh, family. Um, I came up with a, a PDF of uh, just a printable, or a downloadable item called Family Decrees. And honestly, I, I was just so, I was provoked about the exactly what you're saying, the attack on family, the agenda of darkness against family. And so the Lord just instructed me, create a, a weapon of decree to establish an angelic garrison around your home and family. And so that was part of my heart was to put that out there. And so if you guys want to check it out, you're more than welcome to on that. Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. Andrew, would you go ahead and lead us in prayer in the, as we close out here? Yes. Well, Father, we thank mm. you again.
for this day. This is mm. the day that you have made, Lord. We will rejoice and be yeah. glad in it. Lord, I thank you that this is the day of the Lord's power. And God, we just say we are here and we volunteer now freely. We just say commission us uh, for this generation. Mm. Commission us on behalf of the kingdom, on behalf yes, of the will of God, so that heaven will come on earth and be established just as it is in heaven, we pray. And so, God, we pray that uh, you would uh, anoint us in these days to overcome, that we would rise up fearlessly. You would break the frequency of fear off of our yes. hearts and our minds. Yes, Lord. Let the power of love uh, envelop us, casting out, driving out all fear in these days in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for the angelic realm. We thank you for the cloud of witnesses. Mm. We thank you, Father, that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on, that uh, they are looking for and praying for our success so that they their success will be made complete in Jesus' wow. name. So Lord, continue to put your hand on this channel, upon Elijah's yes. streams, upon Johnny, upon Steve, and all those that are a part of this. We ask, Lord, send this out to the nations, God. We pray angels would carry the mm. message on this platform to new places, yes, to right places, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Andrew, Johnny, thank you so much. God bless you. Quick reminder that uh, Kim Robinson will be with us tomorrow, and Kelsey will be hosting. Have a great day, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.